0: Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast, where we explored a diverse set of skills that can be applied across various industries and professions. Each episode, will deep dive into the world of transferable skills, discussing topics like communication, problem solving, critical thinking, and more. Join us as we speak with experts in different fields and share stories of individuals who have successfully transferred their skills from one industry to another. Whether you're a recent grad, a mid-career professional, or someone looking to make a career change. This podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's discover how you can leverage your existing skills to excel in any industry. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, Level Up listeners. This is your host, Dr. Leland from Level Up Academy. Today, I have a special guest, Nolan Pillai. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Hello, everyone. And firstly, thank you, Dr. Leland, for having me on the show. So my name is Nolan Pillai. I'm all the way from Johannesburg in South Africa. fourth generation South African, by the way. uh, Ex-IT consultant and currently focusing on things that really make me wake up every single morning so basically living a life of purpose
0: i love it living a life purpose because most of us just kind of go through life like day in day out we just wake up sleep do our work to-do list day in day out and you're like wait a minute what am i supposed to do with my life right and i i don't think you are for me personally i don't think i really realize it what my purpose is until about last year um when something big happens in your life you kind of take a back seat and really reflect like if i go today what have i done for anyone and that's how my reflection was and i think that's how i started living my purpose but i want to take us back 20 years of your life can you take us back there
1: wow 20 years ago yeah so (laughs) so Okay, so 20 years ago, I was working as, uh, well, 30 years ago, I was working as a packer and a sweeper in in a factory. And one of the reasons why I was actually doing that job was because I failed my metric year. And without a metric certificate, you can't really get into a good job. So you've got to take whatever opportunities come your way. Now, leading up to that failing of that metric year, there were a few obstacles that I've been through. One of it was an attempted suicide. And gratefully, that it was really not my time. I was able to survive that. And I started working in this factory as a pack and sweeper. But moving on a little forward, uh, there was a voice in my head while I was doing this packing and sweeping job. And it asked me a question. And I don't know where this voice is. Whether it's my higher purpose. It's God. It could be anyone. And the question that I was uh, that was asked of me was... Is this where you want to be for the rest of your life? No. And the immediate answer was no. And the second question came about was what you're going to do about it? And this is when, Dr. Leyland, I started saying, okay, I needed to work 12-hour shifts. I needed to work overtime so that I could fund my own studies and grow within the company. And I did exactly that up until the year 2002 when I realized that I had so much of potential within myself that I need to explore myself a bit more. And this is when I went into the IT space and became a certified SAP consultant. Now, it's such an amazing job. If anyone just researches SAP consultant, you'll know exactly what what it's really all about, right? I enjoyed that for many, many years of my life up until the year 2019. Should I continue with the journey? Or-
0: yeah, go for it. This is This is a great conversation. Go for it.
1: Awesome. So 2019, I was working for one of the biggest companies in the world. I was reporting directly into the New York office and something happened to me. This is something, I call it my beautiful destruction. Why beautiful destruction? Because it allowed me to get out of the corporate world and find out exactly who this guy was, who Nolan was, what was Nolan's purpose, what can he bring to the world. And the more I started asking these questions, the more I realized I needed to get out of that toxic environment that I was in. So that beautiful destruction came in the form of inhumane behavior and racist behavior. And I could not believe that we are in 2019 and a human being can still go through these issues. So the only way for me was to deal with it, say what I needed to say, and get out of there as soon as possible. And I did that. Now, you see, this was in 2019. In 2015, I had started up a company called Straight Talk with Nolan. But I did not do anything from 2015 to 2019 because I was too comfortable in the corporate world. I was too content. I was enjoying traveling internationally twice a month, getting paid a good salary. Why would you want to leave, right? You'd be silly to leave a job like that. But that is why I termed my beautiful destruction because it got me to find my purpose. And that purpose, I realized, was Serving humanity. Now, I've been doing this all all my life. Where I come from, as a 10-year-old boy, I've been through, like, poverty. I've been through apartheid in South Africa. I've been through all these obstacles that you could ever throw at me. But what was I doing with all of these obstacles? What was I taking from this and teaching other people? Not much, right? Up until 2019, I said, let's just get out of there. So when I revisited my childhood, in my mind, I said, so what value sticks out for me? And this value of humanity kept coming back. Humanity all the time. So what can you do about humanity? What can you do differently? And that's when I I started the journey of serving the community, mentoring the youth of today, coaching the youth of today, doing a lot of feeding schemes for people that could not afford to be fed. But the more I, I was doing the feeding, the more I started realizing that hang on, Nolan, the more you tend to feed people, are you really giving them the opportunity to get out of this habit of just take, take, take and not go out there and find out what they want to do with their life? And when I question that, I realize maybe I'm not doing them a proper service by just feeding, feeding, feeding all the time. Why not get into this process of educating them? Why not teaching them that, hey, how to fish rather than just be the fish every single day. You know the terminology, teach a person how to fish. And it all started from there, and I realized that all it took was this mindset shift. When I say a mindset shift, I meant a mindset shift from one of scarcity, one of self-pity, and one of being too comfortable. The moment I started talking to people about this, the more people started seeing value in what I was actually saying to them. And the more value they saw, the more they realized they needed to get out of the stage of living in poverty all the time. Look, in Africa, I don't know how much the audience knows about Africa, but when you look at poverty in Africa, I can tell you there's about 90% of the population goes to poverty Mm. in Africa. More so in my country, in South Africa. So if we keep people in this poverty mindset... We're not helping them by getting out, but if we educate them that they can do better in their lives, they can get out comfortably and do something better for themselves and their families as well.
0: That's awesome. So
1: hold this for a moment. <laughs>
0: yeah, I actually have one, or actually two questions. The first part is, what is your intrinsic reward that motivates you to say, you know, I'm going to help people and i'm going to figure out how to help people like you figure out okay i'm giving them fish but i don't think this is serving them well because now they can't do it on themselves what if i'm not going to give them what are they going to do with their life right so then you kind of shift it like i'm going to give them the tools they need to go fishing (laughs) rather than me giving them the fish what actually is your intrinsic reward as a person that motivates you to keep going
1: I think for me is when I see that smile on a person's face once they've achieved what they set out to do using the tools and techniques that I've obviously demonstrated to them when I see that smile and that realization from their side that hey, had we not come across this guy and whatever he's been through in life to teach us how we can improve we would not be where we are now so it's leaving this person with some kind of Impression of increase, some kind of impression that they can do better, hence adding value to their lives. But I see that, and I'll give you another example. Right, uh, recently uh, with my non-profit company, we did a client called Mount Kilimanjaro, and we were raising funds for children that are born there to have access to hearing aids or cochlear implants. And I was present when they implanted a hearing aid into a 15-year-old girl, and after they had implanted it, her mother was on this side and her mother said, hello, Quasi. And Quasi turns and looks at her mother. Dr. Leyland, that's the moment that's most priceless. It's heartbreaking, but it's good heartbreaking. When I say it's a feel-good feeling, but knowing that you could touch someone's life by helping it. And up till today, this is about two months ago that we did this implant. And I decided that I wanted to coach this 15-year-old girl as a pro bono, as my giving back again to community. And we speak very often, and she says to me, Nolan, please keep coaching me. You are my lifeline. Now, how wonderful is that feeling, knowing that you're adding value to a person's life? So this, for me, already shows that I'm teaching this 15-year-old the skills from now to be a better fisherman, to be the best person of herself.
0: Let's talk about that. Give me, like, at least three types of skills that you would coach someone in the youth, like this 15 year old, right? I have a 15 year old, so I, I would like for her to, to kind of know okay, what are the three things, the most important top three th- skills? That a 15 year old could take, especially in this world we live in, where social media, we're battling social media and the bad information they get sometimes from those TikTok movies or videos or whatever Mm -hmm. they are. Right. What are the three top skills that you would coach a 15 year old?
1: I love this question. The first one for me is self-worth. Why self-worth? There's so many 15-year-olds and even plus up to 50 year old people out there today that use social media in the wrong way. And when I say they use it in the wrong way, they use these filter systems to try and be somebody they're not. Now, that's a wrong approach to life. And I'll give you a, a simple example. If this person is unhappy about themselves, why are they trying to be somebody else? So when I teach self-worth, I want them to appreciate themselves for who they are. I want them to realize that they are unique. No matter what they look like, or who they are, what race, religion, sex, culture they are, I want them to appreciate themselves for who they are. Because God uniquely made us in this way. Now, once you you start loving yourself, you realize there's nothing for me to be ashamed of. And I should not focus on how people judge me or see me. People must see me for who I am, my authentic, real self. So self-worth is on top of my my list. And when a person starts displaying self-worth and self-love, then they don't go out and use these filter systems, which becomes a very dangerous thing to do. And dangerous in the sense, like, let's say, for example, I'm applying the filter system to myself, and I decide to meet you for coffee, Dr. Leyland, and we get chatting. And we meet for coffee, and you say, but no, this is not the Nolan I'll be talking to immediately it leads to conflict. And that conflict could lead to violence or could lead to something else. So it's a very dangerous game that people play out there when they start using these filter systems. So for one, love yourself for who you are. The second thing I always like to emphasize to a 15 year old especially, is humanity. Why humanity? This generation needs to see someone else as a human, and not see somebody differently because they have a different skin color or they a different sex or they have a different sex preference. I want them to see a person as being a human. And how do we go about doing this? I, for example, will ask you, Dr. Leland, you know, please tell me a bit more about your culture. And I will tell you a bit more about my culture. Now, I'm sure you would agree and your audience would agree, the more we understand each other's cultural backgrounds and religions and races, aren't we going to get along better? So, When we teach these 15-year-olds to be human, you'll find less bullying in the schools. You'll find less victimization because they're appreciating each other for who they are. So self-worth and self-love is number one. Second thing is humanity for me. And of course, the third one would also be, as a 15-year-old, I would guide you on spiritual awakening. And spiritual awakening is not anything to do with religion it's all to do about yourself finding yourself in this process finding out who you are by just tapping into your higher purpose etc and realizing who you are and by the way your higher purpose could be your own deep inner voice now why I like to talk about spirituality is a lot of 15 year olds go through problems in their life or phases in their life that comes from the past. So when you understand or learning who you are, you can dig and find out where these root causes are.
0: And the yeah, actually, those three are amazing. Like for a 15 year old to go through, and I think that that's the the delineation between spirituality and religion is really super important because I think some of these kids that are um, in public schools don't really talk about religion because there's so many types of religion. And then also for people who are in Christian school or Catholic school, they only are focused on that one religion. And so when they get pushed too much of that, they actually, I find that they resist more about whatever religion that they are pushed in. And then they became more distant and any type of religion conversation or religious conversation, they're like, I'm done. This is, you know, because they actually assume that whatever religion they're going through or what's pushed at them or on them um, is the only religion out there. Right. And they're like, I'm not doing that. So I like the spirituality approach for sure. And thank you for sharing that. Now. In your career goal or or the lifetime, I know that you're helping others right now. What is like if someone as an entrepreneur wanting to do the same thing and trying to find their purpose and they found their purpose, like how did you get started on your nonprofit organization?
1: Great question. So, you know, uh, in 2019, I had to go back and visit who I was, right? And in this process, I was trying to find out what my purpose was. So I had to dig deep. I had to go back to myself as a 10-year-old boy and try and figure out what stood out for me. What values resonated with me? And it always came back to this value of humanity. And that's why I stuck to humanity and helping other people. So in 2019, this company that I had, Straight Talk with Nolan, I relaunched it in September 2019. When I relaunched the company, I had three deaf people come and speak at my launch. Yes, and the audience may want to deaf people, how would they speak. Of course, they cannot hear, but they can speak. But I had to get interpreters into the session. And one of the things Mrs. Deaf South Africa 2019 asked me and my audience, she said to all of us, What if all of you here cannot hear, and I'm the only one that can hear? Who's the one with the disability? And this Sent triggers in my brain, immediately I started thinking about this question and I realized I needed to do more for the deaf community. And I started asking myself, what more can I do? Because this is a community, although they are deaf, they have a disability, but they're really go-getters. And when I say go-getters, you'll find them doing more than an able-bodied person. And I guess it's maybe because they feel they have a disability, they could do more. So as when we connected, I realized that, okay, Let's get more involved. And it was at that time that I said, take this a step further. Then in 2020, I realized that, okay, if you want to do bigger things like this for the community, you've got to create a company which is a non-profit organization. And that's what led to be the best version of yourself foundation. When I created this foundation, I said, the intention of this foundation is every year to pick a different charitable cause and work towards it. Hence, in 2022, the first one we did was Climb for the Deaf, and that was taking five deaf people up Mount Kilimanjaro with the end goal of being raising enough funds to give the gift of hearing to a child. So this year, I can tell you that we're going to be doing it for mental awareness. Now, mental awareness, you know, we talk about the youth and 15-year-olds, etc. Mental awareness is something that affects every single person out there. And not many people are willing or wanting to speak about this topic. Why? They feel embarrassed in a way. But I'm always saying there's no reason to be embarrassed about a topic like this. And I want the people to understand that really it is okay not to be okay. We are all human. Now look at me as a guy, for example. We have this genie in us, this masculine genie in us that says, okay, as men, you must always be the provider. You must be always doing this. You must be rock solid. But it's not so. We also have a feminine side as well, right? So it's making people realize that as men, we are human. We have emotions as well. So we go through emotions. So when I want to cry out here, please accept that. Don't call me a don't call me names because I'm showing emotions. Accept me for who I am. But you know, going back to the foundation, this is what the foundation wants to do is create programs like this where we can create more awareness around both masculine and feminine energy and teach people that we all are human at the end of the day. Allow us to go through the processes that we go through because life is not a straight line. Life is going to be like this, ups and downs all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is what I've encountered in my life, Dr. Lena I've been through so many obstacles. And therefore I said, you've been through these obstacles. Why not take the same knowledge and help other people who can resonate with it as well?
0: Yeah, I'm glad actually you, you brought up mental um, awareness and mental health because I'm so for it. I'm so for it to the point I've seen my students fall down. I've seen my own children fall down because of it during COVID and myself fall down because of so many things, COVID and everything else last year. Um, I actually had a live webinar on stress and burnout prevention last uh, two months ago. And because I'm not a mental health specialist, I can only speak for my own experiences and what I have read as A research right but I actually have someone who was licensed mental health specialist to be as my guest in there it's on YouTube actually on my page and the conversation really thought like dawn on me like why is it she asked the question I thought about it but she really did push it down saying why is it that people we accept it in fact we market the heck out of it Physical health, workout, $20 off. You know, initiation fee, zero. Um, You got to look body bod in summer and, you know. But when it comes to mental health, crickets, right? We don't have any like special $20 off to talk to a specialist, nothing, right? And so we need to change that because we already seen like research show, you know, over 800,000 to 900,000 killed Uh, People kill themselves through alcohol, drug abuse, or just straight up suicide, right? And that is on the World Health News. World Health Organization literally said that. One and every 40 seconds, somebody dies in the world. One every 40 seconds. No one died because I'm skinny or I'm chubby. No one dies from that. But mental health is super important. And we definitely should have talk about that and that's something that i'll be working on for the rest of my life uh especially this year because i think you we really do need it and it's it's for example for your you know um disability with the deaf like literally what kind of mental health would they actually go through feeling like they're not enough (laughs) yeah right they're not good enough they're not the same they're different in a bad way too right? Because people look at them differently. And then you um, throw in ignorance in there, right? You throw in stigma in there, you throw in the looks in there. I mean, that's a lot of emotions to process for one person. And yet, and yet they kept going. They keep going every day, day in, day out, trying to figure out. So you're definitely doing something for the world. And thank you for, for doing that. I appreciate that very much. Um, and I love mm-hmm. talking to people who are purposely driven to help others, because that's what I really want to do. I have a lot of things cooking, but I want education for people, not necessarily like you're going to be a guru, more of like trying to find a purpose in your life, right? Every one of us, tries that at some point or another and sometimes even though you figure out that's what you want opportunities change right things change and it goes somewhere else and collaboration like this makes a big difference um i wanted to end our conversation and i really truly mean like i hope you are going to go somewhere with it because we need people like that we need people like you i i saw an interview right he said, change begins within you. Use yeah. compassion to change your world and ultimately our world. No, oh. Nolan, how do you hope to change the world?
1: So one step at a time, and I want to go back to the disability, the deaf people. So climbing the mountain and getting access to hearing aids for two children was not enough. So when I came back, I decided that we needed to bridge the gap between the hearing people and the deaf people. Now, this is what I found, and this is very interesting. It's not that the hearing people don't want to communicate with the deaf people. They don't know how to. So when I say bridge the gap, it's more the educational factor that says, okay, bring the deaf people together and the hearing people together and get them to socialize. So that's one start of impacting the world and changing the world. Because you know the amount of people that are getting deaf every year? It's just increasing and increasing and increasing. So there's two things that I've done already. Uh, One, I started having workshops where I get hearing people in, deaf people in, and we speak about this. And we understand each other's cultures. You know, deaf culture is a fantastic culture. They do have their own culture, right? And they love socializing with people. So I get them together and we speak. The other thing I'm doing is I have Hike with the Deaf. Hike with the Deaf is on a weekend, once a month, We choose a hiking spot, a family-friendly hike, dog-friendly, whatever it is, get hearing people, deaf people to go out on a hike for about two hours and just engage with each other. Even if they can't sign language, I just want them to be together and trust me, they'll make the means with the mobile and technology by writing what they want to say and they start getting on. So those are two things. What else I want to do to impact the world is, I've got a moonshot that I set in 2021, And that's to impact one million lives in Africa. And one million lives starting with the youth. Why I say starting with the youth is if you look at the way the youth think currently, their mindset is not one of thinking from a creativity point of view or innovation point of view. And I speak for Africa, right? I'm not speaking for the rest of the world. In Africa, what happens here is if, for example, a politician says, go and do this, the youth will ask, when must I do it? You know, it's the same. If the politician says jump, the youth will ask how high. I want to change the way the youth think, and I want them to start questioning and saying, why do you want me to jump that high? Why do you want me to go and destroy this building? The moment they start asking Christians, the more it's going to open up in their minds and they're going to be big, better leaders because now they're challenging and they're just not doing. A lot of the people are coming from this conditioned mindset. You rightfully said it with religion. Because religion conditions a person so much, they forget about all other religions. And I want to give you an example on that as well that I spoke to someone about recently. It's a Muslim guy. He says when he was in school, you know, in the assembly area, all the kids assemble and they say a prayer, right? It's a Christian prayer. So this Muslim guy and his sister went and they were part of the prayer because it was part of the school. He says his Muslim friends started to ignore him. And I asked why. He said because he was showing respect to the principal by being part of that prayer in the school, and he couldn't see understand why they were ignoring him. So he had to do some education and tell them, you know what, this is not our home, this is a public gathering, and we need to respect the place that we are in. So can you see simple things like this changes people's mindset, and that is why we have so many racial wars, so many religious wars, etc. So I want to change that one million target is to change the mind of one million youth, and I know if I change one million youth, and I can't do it alone, Doctor Lena, I gotta collaborate with other people to do this. You know, in this century, if we think working in a silo environment works, it does not work. You gotta collaborate with people throughout the world and start making this world a better place. And that is why, with the Plan for the Deaf, I collaborated with a deaf community, uh, two deaf companies that were nonprofits because we need to work together. With mental wellness, we collaborate with non-profit organizations so that we can all work in this together. I cannot save the world alone, but together as a collective, we can. Mm-hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm. Put me in there. I I actually um publicly putting this out there. I love to collaborate with people as well because our collaboration to me is everything. Um, like I said, you're 25, 30 years of experience versus 100 years of experience with just four people. Like, seriously, that, that's yeah. a no brainer. Right. But I really want like if you want, I am actually putting a class called managing your boss. It's a one month course. And I want this can be done with the youth in a in a different way. I can put it to to a point where we can talk about age group because I think people, when they go to school, they don't know what their learning style is. Do you know what your learning style is? Are you more visual? Are you more, you know, you have an idea based on your like habits. But can you imagine if we start to use them knowing That, hey, I learn better by listening. Hey, I learn better by looking. Hey, I learn better by doing and listening a combination, right? When they go to work, they know what their strengths are. Now they look for people like their manager, right? And said, I wonder if he's more visual. Because if your manager shows you and they just talk and they actually don't give you visuals, you know they're auditory right so MP3. when you present something to your manager you already know their learning style by watching so now you're like hey i'm going to do an mp3 audio with my you know visual because there might be other people in there who are visual learners right and then communication style how do you actually communicate yeah. to people what is your communication style how about conflict management right conflict is good it yeah. actually is good it's just There's a threshold when it goes bad, right? Uh, Conflict can get you going. Conflict can innovate. It's just a matter of what is your conflict management style? Do you know, right? You're like, I don't know, maybe, right? And if you know what your strengths in that conflict management styles and you know your weakness, can you imagine working on that weakness to make it as an opportunity for you to put up a strength rather than, you know, a threat because you shut down, right? I can help with those youth. Knowing yourself more, right? You don't learn that from school unless you're specific, Mm -hmm. but knowing yourself more, those soft skills are actually super important than technical skills. Technical skills you can learn, right? With whatever, but soft skills is a character. It's a habit forming, right? And then people are like, I'm bad at time management. I, I can't control this thing. And I'm like, because you're mindset is different and you think controlling time is time management it's not it's a choice right you choose to be here today to talk to me that's time managing you're managing your choice it's choices now you have to learn how to choose properly and how to manage your schedule so you have time to choose on what is good for you or what's not good for you imagine if we did teach our youth you know now before they become an adult so Put me in there uh, if you ever need it, but because absolutely we need to take care of it through collaboration. And uh, I think 1 million is definitely something that we can do. We definitely can do. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Any other last minute, like where can they find you? Can you give me your email, your, your YouTube channel if you have one?
1: I do. Uh, if the audience wants to contact with me, just look for nolanplay360.com. It's, uh, it would be on the chat. So it's N-O-L-A-N-P-I-L-A-Y 360.com. And you'll have access to all my contacts, my YouTube channel, my social media, my foundation. Every single work that I've been doing is actually up there as well. And you'll find a beautiful program called Obstacles Make Me Stronger on Day. It speaks a lot about mental wellness but it also talks about my journey through life. But what's really wonderful about this is I share tools and techniques that I used on myself to get through those moments.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: It's my pleasure. And thank you so much for having me, Dr. Leila. Really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you have any questions, email me at Lua at level up by com. Lua L-U-A-B-Y-D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. It's open for consultations and courses will be offered soon. I will see you in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time.